I'm Brad Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. I am Brian Hanks. He is Mike Martin. Say hello, Mike. Hello. <laughs> there you go. Uh, if you missed our first hour, we had a fun hour. Today is Wednesday, January the 17th in the year of the Lord, 2024. This is episode 1003 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. It's hour two of episode 1003. Uh, fun first hour. Kenston's Renaissance Man, Mike Martin, sitting here across from me in our plush, well-lit, well-protected studio here on Whitehall Drive. And we talked a lot of NFL. We talked some golf. Uh, we uh, got some high school sports in there too. So if you missed it, then, uh, you need to go to, uh, brianhanks.com or tune back in here at three o'clock on uh 960 bet on the bull. And you can definitely do that. If you are listening to uh two, five, two Fox sports, which is uh, it's not two, five, two ESPN anymore. It's two, five, two Fox sports. Uh, they're only doing one hour of my show there now. And uh, they're doing uh, this hour right here, I believe, is what it's going to be for today. Uh, and you, if you miss that first hour and you want to hear Mike Martin and I, go to brianhanks.com and you can listen to it. All our listeners in Greenville and New Bern, we appreciate them. Okay, coming up here in this hour, Mike and I are going to talk for a little bit more. Uh, we got to get some uh, ACC talking here. And uh, then Cy Seymour, uh, ESPN Plus basketball analyst for ECU, longtime radio uh, analyst for ECU Hoops. Uh, he'll be joining us here in about three or four minutes or so. I uh, got a lot of, so I can't wait to talk to him, dude. I, I'm pumped, man. I, I it's going to be like going down memory lane. Uh, we are, I got to tell you, that's how we're going to start it off talking about LCC. I got to get caught up on his son and all that too. But, uh, at the end of last hour, we were talking about the NC state Wake forest game. I want to thank, uh, Forrest Dawson for, uh, for turning me on to this. I was at the Kenston game last night, so I didn't get to see the NC State Wake Forest game, but this is what he texted, Mike. He said, uh, Keats got ejected uh, in the first half. There were five or six double technicals called. He said the refs really struggled keeping order, but the end result uh, was that NC State ended up winning the game 83-76, to overcame a 10-point halftime de- deficit, and they are now, NC State is now 13-4 and overall, Five and one in the ACC. Greg Clemens, how about Kevin Keats now? Yeah, that'll be crickets chirping there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He hates Kevin Keats. Man. Yeah, he's not alone. I think you know there's uh, there are a lot of state fans that have been really disappointed in in the Keats era over there. But um, Darren Beckton, um, yeah, yeah, uh, known Darren for years, a great official himself. Uh, so he posted a video. <laughs> Uh, in the waning seconds of the NC State Wake Forest game last night, uh, number zero for the pack. I'm not sure who that young man is, but he's going to the line. It looks like to shoot some free throws and uh, the double bird. It made it on national television. The double bird. That is. Uh, I saw. I saw Darren uh, post that, and I saw other people. Well, he posted the video of it. I saw other people with just screenshots of it and. Come on, man. I don't care how bad the officials are. These kids, I mean, these these college players, you're examples for kids, Mike. I mean, what if, exam- what if your kids were, what if your <laughs> Mike, girls were watching yeah, that game last yeah. night? I mean, it's terrible. Not only, not only that, but you're representing your university. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I understand the intensity of the game. I understand getting caught up in the moment, but – you know, that type of behavior, 
that type of behavior needs to be punished in my opinion. I mean, I think I think that's that that at the very least suspended for a game. Jason asking, this is a very valid question. He said, "Do we know who he was giving the double birds to?" I think it was to the officials. It, it looked that yeah. way, but I mean, it. But it's not. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter who it was. It doesn't yeah. matter if it was to a, a teammate that he was playing around with. You don't do that on television. And he knew there were cameras on him. But uh, as far uh, Jason, to answer your question, I think it was to the officials that he was doing that. It, it certainly looked that way. Um, you know, and and look, I. I, I, yeah. as a father of small children, that can't be, you can't be happy about that. No. Know? And I'm not a, you know, I, I've never been an NC state fan, but I have become more of an NC state fan recently than I ever have been before. You know, due to some good friends, Frank Brownlee, for one, he's oh, a yeah. huge state fan. I coached and, his son at Fairfield. Yeah, big Al. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and my buddy James Hedgepath that I work with, I've mentioned on the show from time to time, and you, you know, it, it, you've you start to root for them because it's like, man, you know, they just can't get out of their own way, and you know, and 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 it sort of has changed, but you know that that is that's incredibly disappointing, and like yeah. I said, I I feel like some action needs to needs to be taken towards that, but. Time will tell as to what takes place there. Absolutely. Other scores last night, Syracuse beat Pittsburgh. And I'm just talking ACC here. Nobody else cares about that other than ECU, of course. Right. But Syracuse beat Pittsburgh 69-58. Here was one to me, uh, double overtime. Georgia Tech won at Clemson last night. A big win for them, 93-90. to Games that are going to be taking place tonight in the uh, ACC. Virginia Tech at Virginia tonight. Uh, that'll be on ESPNU. Uh, Florida state is at Miami and then, uh, North Carolina is at home against Louisville. So, uh, we will, uh, of course we'll be talking about all of those games, uh, on tomorrow morning's show. Tell you what, before, as we get Cy Seymour up here on the line with us, let me thank our good friends over at, uh, Arundel Parrot Academy. It's the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region located on a beautiful 80 acre campus right here in Kinston. Parrot Academy draws students from all over Eastern North Carolina, including Kinston, Greenville, Snow Hill, Trenton, Wilson, Newburn, Goldsboro, Jacksonville. In fact, if you're listening to this show right now on terrestrial radio, you could send your child to the best private school in Eastern North Carolina, Rendell Parrot Academy, right? You absolutely can. There you go. Hey, by the way, so look, I just looked this up real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Number zero is DJ Horn. Yeah. He's a graduate student at uh, at NC State, and the irony of all irony is, he went to high school at Trinity Christian <laughs> down in Fayetteville. <laughs> That's awesome. Listen, I I guarantee you, Parrot Academy grads wouldn't be on TV flashing the double birds. Well, let's hope not. David anyway. Moody, back me up on that. That's you know it. I'm right. That's Listen, it. Parrot Academy students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at two five two. 522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road in Kenston. And again, thank you so much to uh, Arundel Parrot Academy for being one of our day one sponsors here on the Brian Hanks Show. We truly do appreciate them as we do all our other day ones. LCC, UNC Lenore Healthcare, GoEco Technology Service Provider, uh, Spence Automotive, and Woodman Life, and then all our other sponsors. We really do appreciate every single one of them. And I got to tell you, on the line with us, on our Spence Automotive guest line right now, Mike Martin, uh, 
Uh, a guy that uh, he always has a smile on his face. <laughs> I mean, in 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 tough times, in good times, in bad times, whatever. I have never seen this man without a smile on his face on uh, the ESPN Plus uh, broadcasts of ECU. We listened to him for, I don't even know, I'm, we're going to have to ask him here how many years he was on ECU radio, but it's the great Cy Seymour joining us this morning here on the Brian Hank Show. Good morning, Cy. You got myself and Michael Martin talking to you, sir. Good to talk to you, and good morning to all of you today. Well, uh, Kenson and Lenora County, big fans of you, uh, Cy, and we really do appreciate you uh, coming on here with us this morning, which, which, by the way, I mean, like I said, I remember listening to you on ECU radio for, you know, ECU uh, uh, basketball broadcast forever. How many years did you do that, and how did you get involved uh, over on the uh, basketball side of uh, calling hoops for the Pirates? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, what happened is, of course, I was a coach at Craven Community College for like 17 years, and high school and middle school basketball for 20 years of basketball coaching and, and, uh, and ended up just going into the administrative end and I'm doing local games. And, uh, I saw this is how long it takes. I saw uh, Henry Hinton of the game one night. I was doing a Rose game with, uh, Newbern and he said, I said, DC, you ever needs anybody? Let me know. I'll do the analyst work. So Jeff Charles called me in 98. We've been going, and I've been there ever since 1998. <laughs> so Jeff and I did it for, and that, that was a really tough time. But Jeff and I did it for over 20 some years, and traveled on the road with him to every conference from the Colonial. I started with Joe Dooley when he was first at ECU. <laughs> the the I mean, first was, time around for Joe Dooley. Yeah, yeah, and then Billy Harrington came in, and 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 Terry came in as the AD. So it's been a good run, and a lot of fun, and a lot of good coaches, a lot of good basketball. That's where we are now. Now we're on ESPN Plus. I, I decided to go off the, of the radio part, but simply because of the travel. It's just it's a brutal league to travel in. And so, after twenty three, twenty four years, I told, I called Jeff one summer. Uh, uh, I said, Jeff, I, I, I'm ready to set home a little bit. He said, Okay. And then ESPN called, so it worked out well for me. But uh, love every play of it, and, and listen, appreciate what you do. Uh, it's, it's so important to promote these athletics and these kids. I think it's really good for the game. Thank you so much. That voice again, you listen to Cy Seymour, a long-time basketball analyst on radio and on television. Got to ask you, as you remember, I mean, I was in newspapers forever. I mean, from really from 1991 all the way up to 2016, got over here on the radio side of it uh, just uh, back in 2019. So... This has been a new adventure for me, you know, going from print media, then, you know, now coming over here to the radio side. Has there been a big difference or is there any difference whatsoever for you as an analyst being on radio for as long as you were for what, almost a quarter century and now being over on, uh, on the television side, Cy? Yeah, that, yeah I think the key to it is uh, you don't have to describe as much, you know, you can, it's there. So when a big play happens, you can watch it and then come back. I always like to do the analyst work in timeouts or think what they will do next. But the truth is, uh, the descriptive part is uh, is uh, not as much. I work with Patrick Johnson. He's a pleasure. Patrick's a real pleasure to work Kenston, with. Kenston legend, too, yes. Yeah, he's really good to work with, and, and he understands the area, understands the games, whether, whatever game it is. He, he's a real pleasure to work with. And uh, as you well know, because you've done it and, and you went from print, that's, to me that's a very difficult move, and you, you've handled it well. 
but it's the right way to go. It's kind of like me going with plus. It, plus is a is the, is going to be the future, or or that basketball is going to be that way a lot. So it, it works out really well. And, and like I said, I started coaching in ninety and seventy four. So <laughs> this. Yeah, so it's it's been a long run. Here. <laughs> Sorry, coach, yeah. we didn't we didn't mean to gasp uh, there when you said that. Okay, and, and coach, no, no, it's, and coach, I'm guessing when you switch from radio to uh, television, you got to make sure you comb your hair. I mean, <laughs> Hank, Hanks has just finally got all the ink rubbed off of him from all his years in the newspapers. <laughs> so, uh, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your uh, your days coaching at Craven Community College and. You know, yeah, I I did a little research last night, and and I knew this already because I had gotten to see uh, see actually LCC play the JV team at, uh, at at Carolina. But you know, talk talk to us a little bit about yeah you know, those neat experiences for you and your guys getting to play in at, at Duke and in Chapel Hill back when both of them had JV teams, and Carolina continues to have a JV program. Yeah, that, that, I appreciate you saying that. It was a real pleasure. When I, I took over the job at uh, Craven, they were just getting started. They had no gym, and we never did get a gym. Uh, they, we had no practice facilities. And, and we had a run of 12 straight years of 20 wins God. and uh, over 20 wins and uh, three Region 10 championships. And uh, it was just a really nice run by, by our kids. Uh, and, and you guys know this. The heyday was in the 80s and 90s. I'm talking about high school basketball. There were players. Oh, it was a wonderful time. I'm not saying it's the heyday, but it was a great time to be recruiting the local high schools. Oh, no, no. You know, I, I, oh, man, Kinston and Newburn and West Craven and South Lenore, North Lenore. It, it was just a wonderful time. But anyway, so <clears throat> I get into it and it, the first, and see, so you got to understand the first two to three years. I'm just trying to get games because we weren't a man, member of the NCAA, of the North, I mean, of the NJCA. And then we got in it. And then we started getting pretty good. And, but, but the bottom line is, I, I called Roy Williams and I said, Coach, we'd like to play on your JV schedule. It was when Georgia Tech entered the ACC, and he said the only game I have left is that. I said we'll take. We we'll played over <laughs> cameras. I mean, I played it. Played at uh, Carmichael. Played at Carmichael, and. Uh, Good game, and uh, in fact, uh, the Georgia Tech team substituted every five minutes for their for the varsity game. Every five minutes, they put in five new guys because they just couldn't compete on the ACC level that year. But anyway, Roy, Roy and I played that game, and coach Coach said, uh, "Look, call me back." And so, what he happened to do it was really worked out well for us. He he gave us the premier game every year, and so like. Well, Virginia was number one with uh, with Sampson, and Worthy Perkins and Jordan were playing for Chapel Hill. We got that game, and and back to back years, and and it, it really became a good good thing. And then he started to play two teams away. Now this is early. He played Lewisburg College and, and Craven Community College on the road, and uh, so he played us on the road and them, and we got to have a good relationship. And I called him in eighty two or three, and I said, Coach, I need a guy to come to my camp, basketball camp, We're having our first camp in 82 or 83. And, and Jordan was the player of the year, and he said, Michael Jordan. Wow. So, you know, where do you go from there? I mean, jeepers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, and then, and then you know, you get going in this stuff, and 
Bobby Dawson's one of the great guys. Thank and you. I'm Good segue. Uh, That's what I was going to ask you next. Please tell us a couple of Bobby Dawson stories, Coach. You know, think of, I think, first of all, there wasn't a better guy. Then that's one thing you need to understand. Now, the other part of it is this was a good game because we were near each other. But here's the other part of it that don't, don't, people don't understand. At the time, we were the first two at, in about 40 years. And you got to understand there were, there were community colleges before this that played. But I'm talking about the first two that were together in, in the NJCA Region 10. So when we went into meetings, we always lost votes 11 to 2. In other oh, no. words, it, you know, it was and, – and I'm not saying it ugly. The private schools owned it. It was Chowan, Mount Olive, Lewisburg, uh, uh, Anderson, all the teams from Brevard. You know, they were all voting. So when you say, let's have the tournament here, all in favor say aye. We would say no. It didn't matter. You know, we, we would lose. <laughs> and and – uh, but Bobby's teams were always good and always coached well. But more than beyond the coaching part, he was just a good man. A good man, and Bobby knew what we were going through. I mean, he was really good about handling it. And and, it, and you know, we were getting older. And he, you know, when we play a baseball, uh, when 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 there was a baseball game at Lenore, and I went over to see Lynn's teams or Stoney's team. Bobby come over. We just talk. I mean, he was just. It, so solid a person and and a great coach and uh i i can't say enough about him as just being a good human being he was a lot of fun to coach against we get laughing but you know you get out of the game and that's i'll bet they're at each other no we'd be in the hall laughing we'd be said that was a heck of a game and not a need to die not a die that's how we did so one of the best and 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 had a great program over there he really did. That voice you're listening to, that's Cy Seymour. You, if you're an ECU basketball fan, you definitely recognize that voice. Uh, hey, listen, I got to uh, ask one last question about Bobby Dawson. Uh, now, bear in mind, uh, Coach, I didn't get here until 2002. And believe me, we're going to get some LCC baseball talk here in a few minutes too, Coach. But uh, did anybody in Region 10 dress better for game days than Bobby Dawson? No. <laughs> no, and I don't even have to hesitate on it. Yep. No, Bobby was dressed. He and, and stayed cool. Yep. I mean, he, you know, he, no, Bob, Bobby was dressed to kill. I mean, you know, he was ready at every game, and and uh, no, and he was calm. He was really. If he lost it, it was deserved. You know what I mean? If he oh, yeah. lost it during a game, he, he deserved. You know, somebody deserved it, and. Uh, and, and, and I'll tell you something else. I like the way his teams played. They played hard. He had good talent. But, no, dressed to kill. And, uh, yeah, he, he was just a treat. And, uh, again, I'll tell you, uh, fun to coach against. Coach Seymour, I wanted to uh, – first of all, as a guy who grew up in down East Carteret County and, and before uh, the ESPN Plus era, I, I want to thank you for – years of providing you know great radio coverage for for the pirates in in basketball and yeah i can i can tell you you know countless nights listen to it on the radio and and and, and providing that was was just I, I can't say thank you enough but the other thing i want to touch on that you that you spoke about a few minutes ago the, you know, the 80s and the 90s 
you know, I, I went to East Carter at high school in the 90s, Coach Henry Kroom, um, who's you know, a, a Lenore County native. Uh, we had some great, great players down there. Uh, Joel Fadry, who is a, a, a high school friend of mine that went on to play for uh, for the Carolina JV team in the 90s. But, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, some of the, some of the great young athletes that you got to recruit here in the East to come to Craven Community College. Well, you, you're talking about, first of all, Carrick County. No, you need to be thanked. That county puts out players. <laughs> now, I'm just telling you, I had Tim Williams from West Carrick. I had Shelton Johnson from East Carrick. Yep. I had I had kids. I had the Parmley guys from West Carrick play for me. Uh, you want you want a great story? I had a young man that that played for me from down there that walked up and was six man at, at West at East Carrick High School. Uh, 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 a Monford, a Monford yeah. kid. Yeah. Okay. He's six man. He comes to me. He ends up playing for me, and I'm at the at the UNC. I'm I'm working the summer camp at Chapel Hill, and we're sitting at the table, and it's Coach Williams, and it's their coaches and their staff, and we're just sitting there for breakfast in the morning in the cafeteria, and they were talking about dunks, how how they've seen great dunks. And one guy across from me, he, he was a statistician for Chapel. He said, that man had the best dunk I've ever seen on one of his players. It was Clinton Monfort. Yeah. That's who it was. <laughs> he tomahawked it from the foul line, and he was six foot one. <laughs> and all right, so listen, this is what's crazy. He ends up playing for me. He's six man for me. He can't, he can't get in the lineup, but he's an unbelievable player. Anyway, I called Bob McAvoy at Methodist. I got a six-one player that can play inside. He ends up averaging like twenty a game and nineteen rebounds. At 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 at, at Methodist, he's in the Hall of Fame. I got to do his inductee talk. That's how good. I mean, wow. that area was loaded. Uh, and over, look, we had Roy Lee Sutton here from Kenston. He was one of the best players I've ever coached. I had Mike Emanuel that played at West Craven, who's in the Hall of Fame at Pembroke State. Who uh, was drafted uh, in the pros? Uh, we the, the title and here in Newburn, I'm leaving out so many kids like <laughs> you do. But West Car Tim Williams, Tim Williams was six eight wing. I mean, the Palmer Palmerly boys six seven six eight from down in Carteret County, and and they still play great basketball. That area, West Carter, East Carter, is still known for for the basketball. And I and I listen. The sad thing is, when you name guys, you leave out guys. Yeah, but. It was a heck of a league, and, and Kenston loaded all, all over the place down there. I'm just telling you, it was a treat back then. Thank you for bringing that up because <laughs> it, it brings back good memories. That's awesome, Coach. Thank you. And, look, you know, hopefully uh, – and, and it's been exciting to see the, the transition to the new coaching staff over at East Carolina. And, you know, they're expressing interest in players that are here in the East, you know – that's always been one of my things that I struggle with with East Carolina basketball is I felt like there were a lot of young men who were overlooked um, by by the East Carolina coaching staff, you know. And and Brian and I have talked about it. you're not going to get the Reggie Bullocks and the the Brandon Ingrams to come over to East Carolina, but there are other young men that make up that team that that help make those guys successful that could have had a promising career at East Carolina. What do you think about that? Well, I think we've had some of them. Rouse was a really good player here. 
but again, you're right. It's hard. Uh, we we've missed out on several in in the old days. I will tell you this about the staff. Uh, and you're right. Mike Swartz is doing a good job, and his coaches. Uh, I called during the summer two years ago about the kid from from uh, West Carter that played so good, the big kid. They jumped right on him and signed him as a walk on. Nobody had signed him. Uh, they they follow through is what I'm saying. When you call yes, them sir. about a kid, Brandon Johnson. Brandon Johnson was a kid that my son uh, Todd had coached at Wake Forest High School. He said, Dad, there's a kid at, at Roseville that's a late bloomer that can really play. We were on him but not sure. He goes to JUCO. We jump back on him and get him. Uh, so we're doing – and it, and it goes back to this staff. They're, they're doing and, – and Joe really tried it. Uh, they're wanting to get in the North Carolina market as much as they can. And you look up now and you – Lazar's from the Charlotte area, and Brandon, and then you got your both of your guards are from Greensboro and in, in, in the in the east. So you get, you know when you look up and you see uh, Bobby Patterford, who's from uh, in the Triangle area, and Brandon Johnson, Triangle area, Ezra Ozar, and and Cam Hayes is from Greensboro. We've done a good job of getting kids back, uh, but you're right. We also need to get local, and 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 lately the talent level has been good, but we ha- we've missed out on them, or we haven't. This this crowd doesn't miss out on them. They try to go get them. They just they, there hadn't been as many right now, and the portal has changed it all anyway. It's oh, really it, changed. It's a completely different sport right now than it has been. Hey, coach, I got to pay a bill here real quick. If you can hang on with us for a second, I got to thank uh, our good friends over at UNC Lenore Healthcare. They're the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show with a medical staff of more than 100 physicians. UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kinston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. Let's not waste any time. Let's jump right back into our uh, big interview here. It's uh, ECU ESPN Plus basketball analyst, Coach Cy Seymour, joining us here. And, Coach, before, I do want to uh, circle back to ECU hoops in a second, but I wanted to ask about, and I just wanted to go down memory lane with you for a little bit. You and I got to hang out a little bit in Millington, Tennessee uh, back in, I was trying to do the math. I guess it was 2006 when LCC made it to the uh, World Series, and your son was one of the stars of that Lancers team. Uh, first, I wanted to just get your your memories of that, of uh, LCC playing in the World Series that year and the, the big contributions that your son made. And catch me up on him. I know he was at Jones Sr. I didn't realize. Is he still at Jones Sr.? No. Uh, he His career started at Conley. He was with Jason Mills and, of course, the basketball, great basketball coach over there. And and uh, and Rob Maloney and and they and, and they were together. That was his first year out coaching. He was a soccer coach and worked with Mills in baseball and loved Rob. But Rob was loaded with his staff. And and then he got the offer to take the Roanoke Rapids job. And he went to Roanoke Rapids as the okay. head basketball coach and soccer coach. Then uh, literally uh, Wake Forest called him and said, uh, "We'd like to talk to you." They had interviewed eight or nine guys because he was young. He took that job. And stayed there for six years, and then here's what happens in life: you have twins, <laughs> you have twin <laughs> boys, and so he and Lauren, his wife, have two boys, Mark and, and uh, uh, Todd. Uh, excuse me, 
let me get through this. Aaron and Luke are the two twins, and are the twins, and they moved back to Craven County and, or, or live here, and he coached at Jones for three years. And then the opening came uh, for him to go back at Newburn High, and he's now involved with soccer at Newburn High. Okay. So, his career's been good, and he's glad, and he's happy to be back in eastern North Carolina and enjoying Newburn High School, working with Tim Gooder, who's been the head coach there for years, and uh, it's, it's, it's been a good move for him, and he's excited. That was a fun year, though, that LCC Baseball World Series oh, trip, wasn't it? You can't, you can't talk about that enough. I mean, first <laughs> of all, give credit, first of all, you can't forget that Lynn Hartzell developed this program. I know Pete Absolutely. did two Pete Barnes. Both of those guys, Pete was tremendous in starting it. And, and you know, they, they had the right president. They did everything right. Lynn was there. And, and Lynn, when you would ask people around the area in baseball, who's done the best job of structuring? And they would tell you Lynn Hartzell. Yep. Now, Tommy's done a great job at Pitt and, and, and of course, baseball in the area. Mount. All these teams are really good. But Lynn did a really good job there. And we're, we're very close friends, but he was a heck of a coach and an administrator. Then Stoney came in and took his place. And uh, Todd had gone to ECU, but he'd been recruited by several schools in the area. He can't, he, and he just simply said, I need to play baseball. I need to get back in the – I can't – I miss it. So he goes over, and, uh, and, he, and he had to pick the school. When you, when you sit out of here, you've got to go where you can get in the lineup. And, and they said, we've got openings in, in the outfield at, at – Lenore and and you're right what happened was Lenore took him and took the gamble of having a kid a year out of school and and uh he goes over there and they in that second year they were unbelievable I mean uh, Stoney had a great ball club had great pitching and you're right we sat right there together (laughs) and you look up and and you, you, you know you first of all you get there it's hard to get there when you're playing in Maryland and it's cold and wet and you win the you win the regionals up in Maryland, and then you go on the road, and you're in the World Series, and all of a sudden you're playing some really good schools, and uh, you look up, and and this team went to the national championship game, and had a great run, and and there's so many good players on that team that really stepped it up, and uh, Todd was fortunate to be a member of that team, and then in the last in the championship game, national championship game, he had a good night. But there were so many others that did. I mean, he went three for four, hit the ball really well. And, and, and they lost, though. They lost to a really good LSU team. Uh, but but as far as – there were so many good players. I mean, it, it's hard to name them all. And I, I, I'm just thinking about what Todd did. But there were so many good players oh, yeah. above that. Yeah. Uh, but what a run by that ball club. And they peaked right. They made the right play. And they were looking at their team. I mean, they looked at who's best. They had transfers that went to Carolina. James Madison, they went uh, all, you know, he had he, the players that Stoney had did everything and uh, had a really good team. But uh, what a great run for the, for, for the Lancers. Uh, and, and to be a part of it as a parent or a coach or as you were following at that time, you, you know that that was a really good run. Coach, I wanted to, uh, to, to touch on uh, the legacy of Jeff Charles with you real quickly here. You know, I know that you guys shared the, shared the booth for, you know, many, many years. And, and, and like I said earlier, you know, impactful for, for young people in, in Eastern North Carolina to get to, to get to hear the pirates before, uh, television is, has expanded the way it has, but, but share with us a little bit about your time with Jeff Charles and the legacy he created. 
you know, it, it, it's still hard. You know, uh, see, I, I think what people when I went to, when I, when I went in to interview with Jeff, you know, I've got a full time job. I mean, it's not that. And I and we were sitting in his office, and he said, uh, "Tell me about yourself." I said, "Well, I coached this many years, and uh, I was head baseball coach at West Craven. Then I went on to uh, basketball and did that, and da 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 da." And he, and I and I looked at Jeff, and I said, "Jeff." You're the best. I can, I don't want to get in your way. I, I I'm an analyst. I'm a coach. That's what I do. And we that was in '98, and we never left each other, and we were the same age. And so, when we would go on road trips, we could talk about sports in the older days. I, I know it sounds crazy, but radio was big then in the, in, the, in the '60s. You know, I'm talking about early '60s. All you li- you listen on radio in your room. I mean, that's how you did it. And Jeff and I became really good friends. We vacationed together. He had a home in Michigan, up on the lake, Lake Michigan. And uh, Benita and I would go with Debbie and Jeff and, and stay up there uh, for a week every summer. We went to ba- we went to uh, baseball. In fact, when, when Lenore was playing and we played in a regional against Southeastern, he came over and watched the game with me. I mean, we got we became really good friends. And we roomed together. We tried to save money for the university. We, when we'd go on the road for those 25 years, you know, coaches had their own rooms, and now the the radio people have their own rooms. Jeff and I roomed together, and so we we would talk about family and friends and things, and we really became close. And uh, it was more than just a radio relationship. It was a it was just a, a really friend. He'd come over to the house. He'd drive over on his motorcycle. We'd go out to eat, uh, and, and we'd talk sports. He was a complete sports nut. He loved uh, – he, he, he was from Piqua, Ohio, and he loved that part of the country, loved the Big Ten. He'd been in Illinois. He'd, he, would been, he was the, he was the uh, announcer for Illinois. Uh, he, he was at Virginia Tech. I often said to him, Jeff, why did you leave Virginia Tech? He said, you know, at that time, ECU was the up-and-coming program. We were struggling at Virginia Tech. Uh, money was in trouble. Dave Hart called me, and we won the we won this uh, Peach Bowl. I mean, it, and we just – timing is everything. It is everything if you get the wrong guy in place. But Jeff stayed at ECU, stayed true to them. Uh, and, and I'm telling you, as he was a professional. He – his he, – he could – he knew every team. He knew what they did in every sport. He never lost track of – he was never biased. He was going to tell you what's going on in the right way. And that's hard for me to do. I, I, I couldn't do that. But, but, but he can. He, he was uh, the best. I mean, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. I got the call really early and said, Jeff's in trouble. And I got it from New Orleans. They, they, were, they, were at the practice, they were at Tulane. And what Jeff's routine, he had a routine. He would get up early. He would work out with weights, and then when we went to practice in the shoot around, he would run in the Coliseums wherever it was. And they were in, they were in Tulane in 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 the university's in the basketball ring, and he's running the steps, and he's fine. He is fine. He gets on the bus, and uh, he sits down, and he t- told Mike, he said, Mike, sit on another seat because I am sweating like crazy. And all of a sudden, there was a noise, and Jeff fell out. And uh, I know it kills me right now. And uh, the trainer who was the best jumped on him as quick as he could to try and help. And uh, they did all they could do. And uh, Nate Clark, who's one of the best in the business, still won't talk about it much. I mean, 
it, it, it's still hard. I mean, and, and it's been a while, but then, you know, you see the films and, and I, I, I did his eulogy. It was the hardest thing to do. Uh, we were really close as friends and profession, professionals and his whole family. I mean, I, I think about him a lot and we, we talk, we talk a lot and Debbie's doing fine and her son's fine on the Outer Banks and he, he works at the aquarium out there and, uh, and he, he's an aquarist. He goes in, in the, he feeds the fish in these aquariums up there and he, he's done great, but it's just been very difficult, uh, and, and, and getting better. But understand we had the best time doing stuff. I mean, we went to games everywhere. We look, we find a game even when we we weren't playing. We we went to a hockey game down in El Paso. Greg Pierce set it up for us. It was a it was a minor league team in El Paso, Diablos. We we'd go anywhere to a ball game when we were on the road, and uh, just just a a treat to be around. Uh, never lost it on. The, I mean, he was the best on the air. Uh, a true professional. Uh, have you got time for one more little story? This will tell you something. You got Absolutely, Cy, please. Okay. So the one thing you got to understand about Jeff, he he was going to finish. You know, in other words, we had a 30-minute post game. It didn't matter who's there. This is, just, this is how he is. And we would laugh. We would laugh because he's a pro, and he's going to get that 30-minute postseason show. We're playing St. Louis at the Savage Center on an afternoon game. And St. Louis is always a great program. Never, never count St. Louis out. They're good. The Pelicans can play. <clears throat> anyway, the guy comes up to us, and they have cleaned that floor for the Blues game that night. The St. Louis Blues are playing hockey, and we're on the ice still talking. I mean, if there's a game that night, they're the, that's the prime game for them. This, this We had 10,000 in our game, but the nightcap's going to have 19,000. And the guy comes up to me, and he's saying, when are you going to get off the air? And he's ugly. You know, he's ugly about it. <laughs> and, 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 and look, see, Jeff's doing the talking, so I've got my mic off, and, I, and I'm talking to the guy. And I'm saying, look, this guy's a pro. He'll get it finished. He's got, But he's got to get through the advertisers. He's got to do all this. So you, you're going to love this. So I get talking to the guy, and he says, where is East Carolina? I said, we're in the eastern part of North Carolina. And, uh, and we're the university for that area. He says, You'll love it. He said, you close to Windsor, North Carolina? <laughs> I said, yeah. He said, I go hunting in Windsor. And they broke him right up. He changed. He yeah. changed. He said, I said, well, you're going to get good hunting over there now. You're going to do the right thing if you do that. So then he backed off. He was wonderful after that. But he wanted us off that ice. And he goes hunting and, and daggone Windsor. And, and so you start talking to him. And he backs off. And he's friendly with us ever since. Every time we go to St. Louis. And we did it a lot of times. He was never ugly again. That's I mean, awesome. That yeah, it's, awesome. but but you're talking about. The, I'm glad you brought up Jeff because I, to this day, I mean, he, he and it, it was a tough time. And when he had cancer earlier, it was a tough time. He played through that. I mean, nobody liked him. And Debbie, his wife, is a saint, and uh, sons the same way. Just good people. Coach, thanks for sharing those. Listen, uh, Coach Cy Seymour. Uh, this morning here on the Brian Hanks show, listen, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you coming on the show. This is long, long, long overdue. Uh, tell me you'll come back on. Maybe we'll, uh, as we get closer to the end of the basketball season, what do you think coach? Uh, yeah. Anytime you want to talk hoops, that, that's what I really do. But, and, and, and we have North Texas tonight who is loaded. Yep. Uh, they've won, they've won 16 in a row at home. 
their possession team, 59 uh, possessions a game is all they want. But uh, 20 and 5 on the road. They have one of the best road records since this guy's wow. been there. 20 and 5 on the road. But I want, no, I need to congratulate you, Brian. Now, for people that are listening, he went into the Hall of Fame for Coach Whitfield in, in, uh, wait, in uh, excuse me, over in Goldsboro the other night. And, and it's quite an honor. I, it's hard to explain what this means, but he went in with pro baseball players, pro managers, college coaches that are top on the line. Uh, and that, look, that's a big honor. Trust me on that, and congratulations, you, Brian, and you know it too. It is it's a special treat, isn't it, to do, it, to do that? It was such an honor, and uh, just to hear all the accomplishments and everything of the uh, what, as I was telling Mike earlier, of the thirty people that were inducted, I think I was number thirty. But hey, I'll take it. Okay, <laughs> no, no, you're any if you're on that list. Uh, it's like I said, the year I got, I was put in. Phil Ford's up there. My yeah. gosh, come on, it's Phil Ford. It's it's uh, Cliff Godwin went in the same year I went in. Uh, yeah, no, you, no. Understand that you were in in company because you do a good job, and, and uh, you told Mike right. It, it is an honor. You sit down, you go home, and you say, "I can't believe I'm in this." <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. Listen, Coach Cy Seymour. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Just this has been a treat for me and for Mike. Mike usually only does the first hour. He when he found out it was you that was going to be in the second hour, he stayed on for the second hour too. So thank you so much, sir. I really do listen, appreciate your time. Okay. Listen, Brian, Mike, y'all call me anytime when it talks sports. It's a lot of fun, and you guys are doing a great job. And thank you for the call. But congratulations again, Brian. That's a big deal. Thank you so much. I, it, it was an incredible honor, sir. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon, I hope. Okay. Good luck tonight in the game okay. tonight. See you, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. That's Bye-bye. Coach Cy Seymour, ECU. We are so far over. We're about five minutes over for the birthday game. I know my boys are going to kill me for this, but hey, when you got size, when you got yeah, a legend, yeah, you don't miss that one. You don't miss it. Mike, thank you so much. Appreciate dude, you, again, dude. Thank Good you so times. much for saying Good times. Let's get uh, John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game. We'll wrap up this Wednesday, January 17th edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. Yes, it's hump day. Yes, it's Wednesday, January the 17th in the year of the Lord 2024. We are getting ready to play the birthday game. It's that game that, goodness gracious, alive. My dear friend and, uh, and mate, uh, Jonathan Dawson, uh, <laughs> leads four days to two. You've had two perfect games. You won four to one yesterday. In fact, in birthdays, you lead 21 to nine in birthdays so far this month. Yeah, you just you've dominated John Dawson. Now we're gonna get this bill passed, Brian. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot callback. I love callbacks. Yeah, yeah. Callbacks are awesome. If you yeah. haven't seen the Dave Chappelle uh, special, people, the Dreamer, go watch it immediately. I definitely will. You know what? I still haven't got the ticket yet, but I'm going to for. Uh, uh, Ron, Ron, White. Ron White, yeah. Tell you what, uh, before you guys leave here today, we ought to get that squared away. What do you if think? If there's any left. Uh, now you got me all stressed out, but uh, yeah, you should be. <laughs> but most of them were on the secondary market anyway. I don't think there were any that were. Let's talk yeah. about this off the air. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, I'm, I just, I didn't want to forget it, and I want us to go. We did the most fun trip. Well, well, we've had a lot of fun trips, but, man, that Bill Burr trip was pretty doggone fun. Don't y'all think? I yeah. enjoyed it. I, think I especially did. liked the part where he talked about cruise ships. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, that was. Went funny. to some record stores, ate a big hamburger, yep. and then went to see. I, I brought money to pay for the ticket today. Well, very good. I like that. I do like money. Okay. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I don't. Do we really want to go inside baseball here? No. Uh, allegedly, I need to. Y'all need to remind me every week. They're supposed to be direct depositing. Uh, our little fundage into uh, Brian's uh, bank account. So uh, I just say, but I don't get an, uh, an alert or anything when I get it. So I need to be checking you that. You had a lot going on in December. Did you invoice for December? Yes, of course, dude. I'm just saying yeah, you had a lot going on. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. It yeah. would have been understandable to, no, you know. No, I, mean, I don't. Hey, I try, well, I've done it a time or two. I can't mm-hmm. say in the four plus years that we've been doing this that I haven't forgotten a time or two, uh, but just a couple of days. I don't think I've, well, I think there was one time I went a week. Because you were like, hey, you heard anything about the check? And I was like, I think, uh, you know, my, my butt puckered. And I was like, oh, my God. Let's I, get this back to on-air talk. <laughs> yeah, let's get this back. Uh, people like inside Ta-da. baseball talk. I bet you Mr. Forrest likes it. Yeah, he would, he would think it's pretty good. Greg Clemens. I was supposed to tell you hello. Uh, he didn't tell you hello, John Dawson. Hey. But I was supposed to tell you hello from uh, from Greg Clemens, okay? Oh, yeah, we didn't just see him. MLK. Yeah, had the MLK uh, thing. And it gave me a th- thank you again to Mr. Clemens. Gave me a, a nice birthday card. I didn't notice I didn't get a birthday card from either one of you, Mo. Hold on. What? I texted I can... you twice within four hours. Yeah, that's right. Saying, yeah. I will bring you birthday breakfast if you'll let me know if you're going to be conscious by 9 o'clock. Because God forbid, if you don't get to sleep till noon, I don't want to get yelled at. Well, but... And what was the response? There was no Nothing. response. <laughs> well, I had the MLK thing. I was out there from... Oh, what? for the love of God, respond to one text I asking know, to bring I'm you sorry. something. I know. I suck. I'm a terrible friend, John Dawson. Have you not figured this well, out? I was going to let, still... let it ride till you started attacking us there. But okay, well, I'll attack. Jonathan Massey, not a. I, I took you to Las Vegas. I, 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 <laughs> I brought you I, into I, this I, world. As far as you know, that's a stretch. <laughs> that's a stretch. It was at the time. I didn't even get a birthday greeting. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wait a minute. That was pretty good. Yes, you did, because you texted me while I was working about fantasy football, and I said, actually, before you did, you did. Happy birthday, dude. And you said, thanks, dude. By the way, (laughs) (laughs) hey, he responded to my text. I I swear I was getting ready to say, you know you just made it worse. (laughs) The night before, I said. Ask him about football first, and then he'll respond, and then you've got a captive audience. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Night before, I'm like. I'm going to bring you birthday breakfast. He did say that. and If you're going to be conscious, because you usually have to get up at 5, and I'm thinking, well, 9, that's four extra hours of sleep to a normal human or a hibernating bear that would be long enough to sleep. <laughs> but I wanted to be sure I didn't wake up Her Majesty over here before too early on a Saturday. I, I do apologize. It still doesn't put beside the fact that neither one of you have brought me a gift. I mean, it's, it was my birthday. What, today's uh, the 17th? I sent you two texts trying to bring you a birthday gift. What about you over there, Massey? I'm your dad. My you presence didn't... is a gift. Oh, dear. His God. presence is present enough. Uh, okay. This segment is sponsored by Goeco Office Automation. And you won yesterday. So you get to tell us about Goeco Technology Service Provider. I'm exhausted now. Do we have to finish? <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, That's what she said. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I can cut it good there. <laughs> um, this segment is sponsored by Goeco Technology Service Providers. 
and uh, that's that company is helmed by Jacques Passeleg, and Jacques is not the type to interject, you know, meaningless third grade cliches that derail the entire show and your train of thought, unlike some people on this show. But uh, if you go see Jacques, he'll uh, he'll take your little minuscule business idea, and he'll it'll it'll go from a little weed that you pull out of the concrete to a big tropical rainforest of financial goodness back to you brian you mean like the brian hank show which has started with as really nothing and look what it is today it's an award-winning show you all right oh (laughs) oh now it's an award-winning show uh its host was inducted into the hall of fame uh, to the george whitfield hall of fame on friday y'all knew about that right you have mentioned it a time or two. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That was the point that I was trying to make yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, but he does. He does. Jacques Passleg, I mean, he will make something out of that. He will make chicken salad out of chicken. I can think of better ways to make chicken salad, but yeah. well, whatever chicken, works. Right? Yeah, well, ideally. There you go. Hey, uh, he was telling us about Goeco. If we want to call Jacques Passlick, how do we do that, Jonathan Massey? Or you pick up your phone and you dial 252-252-286-286-53-53-54. Or you can visit his website at goecoNC.com. What is goeco.com or bucklesberry.com? I like it. Are we ready to I feel like we've, we're jumping into the birthday game a little, a little I feel early like today. We might get it done on time. <laughs> there you go. Oh, maybe. Wait a minute. What? Man, there are no musical hints today. That's a shame. Would you like me to sing for you? Is there something you would like to hear? No. He's a smooth operator. That was a call back to yesterday. Smooth operator. Sounds like Tom Robert Goulet getting a colonoscopy without the medication. Wow. Jonathan, your response? Well, I don't know who Robert Goulet is. Will Ferrell used to do him all the time on SNL. Yeah. It still doesn't help him. I don't know. I don't. I, who, I know. Who's somebody who started show business 10 seconds ago? I don't know who to. Uh, Jake Paul. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, did you see that face Jonathan made for that? <clears throat> that was an appropriate reaction. It was an appropriate reaction. You all right over there? Your dog is floating air biscuits. <laughs> it's okay. You know what? She can. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Honey, you let them all go as much as you want, Molly girl, okay? And I love to see, look where she's sitting too, Jonathan, right under. Her butt's right up against his desk, (laughs) so they bounce off the desk right into my face. I love it. You're a good girl, Molly girl. Daddy loves you. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Okay, our first birthday here, John Dawson, TV talk show host, one of the just most irritating of all of them. If you want to find out who the daddy of your baby is, you go here. It's Maury Povich. Maury Povich, exactly. How old today is Maury Povich? I still think the guy with the show after Stephen Colbert is more annoying than Maury. Wow. Well, he's not on it anymore. Oh, he's off the show, yeah. Who's on it now? I don't know if they found a host. They're doing guest hosting. I think something like that. James Corden. Yeah, he's even more annoying. Uh, At least Maury's married to. Connie, Connie Chung. Chang, yeah, wow. Chung, Chang, yeah. Can, can we have one there? <coughs> yeah. ah, dude, you do the best girls, man. They give me tingles when you do them, okay? I'm not doing those anymore. <laughs> there you go. Ruin that, too. <laughs> Sorry. I ruin a lot of things, don't I? Oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. A ruiner. Mari Povich over there, uh, John Dawson. How old is he today? He's got to be 85, Brian. Not only has he got to be John Dawson, 
He is indeed 85 years old today. Was born January 17th, 1939. Did you know that, or was that just? No, she, uh, Connie Chung used to go on Letterman's show a lot when he was on at 1230 at NBC, and he just made fun of Maury's age for 25 minutes, just all the Cause time. Because Connie Chung, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 She had it going on. Probably still does. Probably for all still I know. does. Yeah, uh, but yeah, eighty-five years old. Congratulations, there, Dawson. You get the first one. You're up one to nothing. Uh, a comedian here, Jonathan Massey. I'm a fan. I, I, I think we've done his birthday before, but I want to see what y'all think. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Today is his birthday. I am a fan, but now anytime you mention him or Cedric the Entertainer, the little Cat Williams interview crops up into it, which is hysterical if you yeah. haven't seen it. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've not watched the whole thing. Is it worth watching the whole? Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Jonathan, have you seen it yet? I've seen parts of it. I have too. Yeah. He's a he's an interesting cat. He's like a, he's uh, a member uh, of Mensa. You told me that. He's, I couldn't believe like that. He's like Mensa level. I, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Anyway. But that's crazy. But uh, but also, not just uh, not just Steve Harvey. Who's a... Uh, Cedric the Entertainer? Yeah, Cedric the Entertainer. But no, I'm having Burning a brain tumor here. Cat Williams? No, 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 no. The little short one. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Man, he took some serious shots at Kevin Hart, too. I'm not, well. And ludicrous, which was odd. Which was ludicrous. I mean, I don't get Kevin Hart either, but I don't know if he deserved all those shots. I don't think he deserved it either, but I think the thing about Kevin Hart, and and Linda's a huge fan. Linda loves him. But I think it's because of his size. I think it's, but Cat Williams is a little guy, too. But uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I like Kevin Hart. I mean, I'm Kevin Hart neutral plus. I'm How's Kevin that? Hart neutral. Ne- I'm dead on neutral. Oh, you're neutral, neutral. I what thought he you? was funny in 40-Year-Old Virgin in that one scene in the, in the store. Yeah. I know, dude. I know exactly what you're talking about, funny. dude. He's had some decent bits in movies. I'm not much for a stand-up. Yeah. Same here. I, I think he's funnier in movies. Boy, yeah. here's the thing. Uh, and there's, there's several comedians like this. They'll do their act and then yeah, in front of 20,000 people and everybody just uproariously laughs the whole time. And I, I laugh too. But then when you think about the joke he just told or the story or whatever, it's like, you know, it really wasn't that funny. You know what I mean? Whereas like Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle's story about going to the uh, uh, Kevin Hart, taking his son to the Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now that's hilarious. Daddy, I need daddy, daddy. I need $250. And he thought that, you know, somebody was trying to beat him up or something. And he wanted it so he could take his dad to the Kevin Hart show. And then he was like, I was mad. My tickets are only $80 a piece. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. But anyway, we're not even talking about, we're talking about Steve Harvey over here, (laughs) Jonathan Massey. How old today is Steve Harvey? Are you a fan? Neutral. Okay. He's kind of taking Oprah's place as far as daytime TV. He's got the talk show and the game show. Yep. And a radio show. That's that's the yes, you're king of all media right now. There you go. I don't disagree with that whatsoever. Yeah, my favorite thing about him is uh, Kenan Thompson. Um, <laughs> he does an impression him? of him. Steve Harvey does an impression of Kenan Thompson. Kenan Thompson does an impression of Steve Harvey. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Uh, he, I think Kenan Thompson one time, as Steve Harvey said, uh, by the end of the year, I'm going to be in every doctor waiting room in the wor- in the country. <laughs> that's probably not, that's <laughs> not, not untrue. Steve Harvey, how old is he today, Jonathan Massey? 74. You say 74. John Dawson, how old is Steve Harvey? 73. Uh, you said 74. 70. 
has. How about this? He's only 67. Yeah. I, I was gonna. I would have said 65 if I was going first. But yeah, he's born he January 17th, me. 1957. He's only 67 today. I, I, I think I might have gone a little older too. I thought he was probably close to 70. But uh, dude, he's only. It's weird when you talk about these 60-year-old people, and I'm like, man, oh, he's only 12 years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you lead two to nothing, John Dawson. Here you go again. Uh, he, once upon a time, was probably the funniest comedian, well, not a comedian, but actor on uh, in movies, on TV. And then he just got weird, man. I mean, he got... Jim Carrey. I love Jim Carrey. I really did. I loved him in The Mask. I loved him in the Ace Jim Ventura Jim Carrey plays movies. a big part in the new Chappelle special. Does he really? What, uh, Chappelle talks about him or mm -hmm. he's in it? He's also in the end credits, too, as is Bono. Bono is in the Dave Chappelle? In the end credits. There's a picture of them together. Man, that just makes me like Dave Chappelle even more. Mm -hmm. But uh, but Jim Carrey, and we've got a minute or two. I want to talk. What happened to Jim Carrey? Was it just he... He decided he, I mean, he's a method actor. We know that. And he played, uh, what's the guy on Taxi? Um, Andy Kaufman. Yeah, yeah, played Andy Kaufman. Well, he, they don't make, the, the kind of movies he shines in, they don't make anymore. The only way you can make a comedy is if you have Adam Sandler and you have a deal with Netflix or something. He's probably got $100 million in the bank. And I think he's, he's genuinely come to realize that Hollywood is not a great place. Because if you look at any interviews he's given over the last four or five years, he's well, just what it, pulling back the curtain on Hollywood and how... Well, not just that, but he also skews a little bit right of center, too. I don't know if you've noticed that. He does. He skews a little... I'm not saying he's not right-wing by any stretch of the imagination, but he is more conservative than your average uh, Hollywood person. Which probably means he's a centrist because in Hollywood, if you're actually trying to be just normal middle of the road, you're considered a conservative. Well, there you go. That's probably what I'm. Yeah. Uh, the point I'm trying to make there. What about you, Jim? Or uh, first off, uh, John, Jim Carrey fan? Yes, I am too. I love Jim Carrey. Man, uh, in Living Color, he was the stuff he would do with his body. Well, he was Jerry Lewis, next generation. That's a Jerry good Lewis. Comparison. When Jerry Lewis was doing that stuff in the 50s and 60s, people thought he was an alien, mm -hmm. and no one really did that again until Jim Carrey because what Chappelle says in this new special is he's got a talent that you can't learn you're just it's a gift you're born with wow but now I've got to see it I'm going to make a point of seeing that before next week uh Jim Carrey uh before he guesses fan oh of course yeah he was a big part of my childhood you know that's when the Ace Ventura movies were coming out the mask all of that so I got to grow up watching some pretty good Jim Carrey stuff um, <clears throat> and then when I got a little bit older I started watching some of his more not necessarily serious but like the cable guy the underrated cable guy which was just panned by critics and said it was too dark it was a little dark you saw it right oh I liked it I did too I liked the Truman Show a lot I loved the Truman Show I thought he was really good but back to cable guy just for a second I thought it was funny it, was now, funny. it wasn't the slapstick you know well, Whatever, you got to but. give him points for doing something different. Because if you do the same thing over and over, eventually your career is going to end prematurely. So, and it's better to throw a curveball in there every once in a while. And Him playing basketball against Jack Black, you know, when they do the 505, <laughs> that to me was hilarious, man. Because we know you and I, you don't play a lot, or you didn't pick, play a lot of pickup basketball. You played basketball. I'm I played about, backyard basketball. You played backyard basketball, but I also – 
it scared me a little bit sitting because I'm like, oh my God, am I that guy? You know, with the wristbands and the headband and my socks pull. Don't. And it turned out that I was. Hey, sorry, we got to cut this birthday game a little bit short here uh, with us going over a little bit there with Cy Seymour. Jim Carrey, 62 today. Uh, Cassius Clay, better known as Muhammad Ali, would have been 82 today. And Benjamin Franklin, 318 today. Dawson wins today, 4 to 1. He leads five days to two here on the birthday game. Listen, uh, thank you so much, my friend Mike Martin and to Cy Seymour. Tomorrow, we'll have Jason Bryan on. Hey, have a great hump day. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.